We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nice spin move from Barrett, but this was a deflating loss because they played so well. I mean, to start the game, Knicks could not play much better. Took that 23-point lead and then got pulverized in that third quarter and was not able to answer. And without Young. So the Hawks uh, stepping up. We mentioned Murray's grandeur splendor tonight. Knicks lose their third straight and lose for the first time here at the Garden. All right. Welcome to... Knicks Film School post game live stream. Um, very, very uh, <laughs> well, sobering. Sobering. I don't know if that's the right word. A lot of things that you want to be after that game. Sober ain't one of them. Um, the Knicks lose 112 to 99 to the Atlanta Hawks at home. Uh, final score that does not even begin to encapsulate. The level of embarrassment uh, that this team should feel. Uh, I'm going to get right to it, and I'm not going to not going to beat around the bush here. This is this to me felt like an everything on the table type of game, and I, what I mean by that is so start off the year. Lots of good vibes coming out of camp. Vibes on the vibes, vibes immaculate, right? Immaculate vibes around the team. Um, you know, Brunson and you know, quality depth and the whole thing. And there was a lot of that floating around. Nice three-game win streak. You took care of business, beat teams you need to beat. Okay. Went on the road, lost to Milwaukee. No shame in that whatsoever. Go to Cleveland. Eh, a little bit more worrisome. Okay, fine. Two in a row. Come back home. Your favorite. Your favorite against the Hawks. That's the ambulance going by. That's someone should check. Is Tom Thibodeau in that ambulance? I think he might have had a coronary after that. Um, <laughs> I wonder what happens when he when he wakes up if he still has a job. Um, so yeah, uh, come home to Atlanta. Your favorite in this game, right? And like 
there's, a, you know, various win predictions for the Knicks this year. Some people had him maybe a little lower, 38, 39, 40 wins. Some people a little higher, 42, 43. You know, there was some, some really ambitious folks up in the 45, 46 win range. For any of those possibilities to take place, the Knicks had to win a certain number of games against teams in the middle of the league. And the middle of the league is really big. And that was always going to be the question, I think, surrounding this team, because the middle of the league and Atlanta, you know, I don't know, is Atlanta the 16th best team in the league or the 14th or the 18th best team? Whatever. They're somewhere in that range. The middle of the league is chock full of really good players at the tops of those teams. Again, think about it for a second. The two teams that just beat the Knicks, Cleveland and Atlanta, were almost universally picked throughout basketball, you know, media to finish seventh and eighth in the Eastern Conference. And each of those two teams, and they didn't even get Cleveland with Garland. They only got them with Mitchell. Each of those two teams have two players in the backcourt that are better than anyone on the Knicks. And I say that with all due respect to Jalen Brunson, but Jalen Brunson isn't quite at the level of any of those any of those guys close, but you could make an argument maybe for Murray as an offensive player, but defensively, as we saw tonight from DeJounte Murray, defensively is you know kind of an equalizer. Um, so the Knicks don't have the Knicks don't have those that caliber of player. So this season, if it was going to go well, was always going to be about the whole being greater than the sum of the parts, and that means Tibbs, top Thibodeau's man. I've defended. A lot. Defended him through 17 losses in 20 games last year. Defended him through Julius Randle, looking like he just didn't really have any interest in playing winning basketball. Uh, defended him through the, the whole Kemba thing. Defended him through a lot because I felt it was a tough situation last year with Randle in particular and Kemba. And it just, you know, it wasn't really, I, I felt like I need, I owed it to him. Well, Tom, um, Tonight, not so good. Not so good. Your your value, right, in the way that you coach, his value is that he gets the it's the it's the high floor, right? You're getting the high floor. And the at the expense of potentially some more outside the box decisions that might get you a higher ceiling. You know, whether that's playing young players, whether that's, you know, variation of schemes, whether that's maybe a little bit more of a creative offense, whatever you want to say, you know, Obi and Randall playing together something like that. All kinds of things. You don't get a lot of that. But the but that's the reward for that is supposed to be a modicum of competence pretty much every night. Now, you could go back through last season and say, well, you know, if last season was it wasn't an indication that you weren't going to get that from a, a Thibodeau coach team, what was? I, I think you could even look at last year and be like, yeah, but you know what? The bench came in; they were the best bench in the league, arguably. And if you take Kemba Kemba's minutes away and you just look at the minutes played by the you know the Burks led groups, they played even, you know, through over four hundred minutes. Like that's you could point to things, right? You could point to things, and a loss like this where this team went up 23 points in the second quarter and then absolutely looked disjointed, um, disorganized, disinterested at times. Like, it wasn't a, 
I'm not gonna say this was like a Fizdalian just lay down and lay down and take it effort. Like they were, you know, still trying. Um, but oh boy, uh, any kind of positive process that we were happy about or hopeful about after the first several games dissipated, evaporated into thin air. And in, in the face of that, right. As it was happening in the second quarter. Okay, fine. Time to bring the starters back in. It was a 23 point lead. Got cut down to 17. All right. You want to bring the starters back in? Fine. Lead went down to six at halftime. And what happens out of the gate? complete evaporation. I said on both our uh, shout out to all of our patrons uh, and shout out to our friends, by the way, at WinBet. Perfect time to get that logo up there on the on the screen. Andrew, thank you. Shout out to our friends at WinBet. If I was smart, I would have taken my own advice at halftime. I said this on the playback and I said this on the halftime zoom. I said I would go. I should have gone to WinBet and slammed the money line for the Hawks because that said I said that at the time. I said I would hit that money line so hard, even with the Knicks up six at home. Absolutely zero confidence that they were going to come out in the third quarter and turn the game around based on how they finished the second quarter. I don't know if I f- figured it was it was going to be a blowout, um, but I knew the way this game was going. And the only reason I didn't, wasn't sure it was going to be a blowout is I thought maybe the bench would get them back into it, but the bench you know, didn't have it tonight. They're allowed. And the fact that we were able to so confidently predict how this game was going to go Seven games into this season. This is the sort of loss that if you see at game 27, it's concerning. To see this loss at game seven at home in a game you really do need to like they they need. I know it's early. They needed this game. Look at the schedule coming up. Look at what's ahead of them. To come out with that. It's an utter embarrassment, and I'll get back to how I started, and then we'll go to the Super Chats. It's an everything-on-the-table game. You want to tell me this is the beginning of the end for Tibbs? His seat is as hot as it has been at any time as Nick Coach? Absolutely fair. Um, You want to tell me that this roster is functionally flawed? I wrote about that today for the Knicks Film School newsletter about how in Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett, you have two players who have played more minutes together than any two Knicks since almost the turn of the century, since almost the year 2000. You have to go back to Alan Houston and Kurt Thomas to find two Knicks who have played, like they're the most recent duo that has played more minutes together. Um, They played their last game together, I I believe in 2005. Yeah. that's how many minutes Julius Randle and RJ Barrett have played together. What indication have we gotten that these two players are even remotely good fits with one another? Um, They tonight, uh, of course, by the way, I, I, let me, I, I I actually, I misspoke. RJ got his 20. RJ got his 20. So obviously RJ didn't have a bad game. Can't have a bad game and get 20, but 20 points, 20. No hardest to score 20 points in an NBA game. Um, yeah. RJ Barrett, seven of 17 from the field. Uh, Julius Randle, four of 12 from the field. Julius Randle missed all four of his threes. The Knicks are a team that, again, it, you want to tell me, tear down this roster. It's not worth saving because you got a starting center who doesn't shoot outside of four feet from the basket. You got a power forward who can't seem to make any threes anymore. 
you got a wing starting wing who is, let's say, inconsistent at best uh, from deep. But let even assume, you know, he starts getting it going. And then we haven't even mentioned Evan Fournier. Uh, Evan Fournier, shout out to him for thanks for showing up, Evan. One for six from the field. Talk about a guy who's playing like he's already on his next NBA team. Thank you, Andrew, for putting up the uh, the box score. Uh, actually, this is painful to, lo- to look at. Can we please get this the hell out of here? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just not. It's just not a functional team. And like Jalen Brunson can only do so much. But as I was saying towards the end of the play black, like J- Jalen Brunson is not Luka Doncic. Jalen Brunson is is not LeBron James. Jalen Brunson is not Steph Curry. He is not. He cannot single handedly prop up a roster that has, a, and specifically a starting unit that he that has these sorts of flaws. And you know, I hate to go back to it. And I, I really hope we don't have to keep fucking talking about this. And I, it's my own fault because I'm going to bring it up. There is a reason why this front office was ready to overhaul things to such a degree to get Donovan Mitchell even knowing that it was probably not the right move just to, cause they, they I, I have to think that there are smart enough people there to know that this thing was not potentially going to go well. And it's why, and you know, people can get mad at me and say, I hate Julius Randall and that's fine. It's not, it's not personal. There's a reason why I stood up and over the repeatedly during the off seasons, like it, the team is not functional with this many guys who like to play inside the basket. And again, I'm not blaming this loss completely on how they're built, but it matters. It all matters. Um, absolutely disheartening loss in every way, shape, or form. You want? I, I'm prepared for anything tonight. You want to tell me? You know, go go tank for Victor again. And they're three and four, right? They're three and four. Doom, you know, too early for doom and gloom, right? Too early for doom and gloom at three and four. Uh, I, I tweeted it out before. I've been watching this fucking team a long time. I know some of our some of the people watching right now and listening have as well. Sometimes you just get a sense. I got a sense tonight and it's not a good sense. I hope I'm wrong. I hope people could throw this back in my face. If they start pulling, maybe they, you know, maybe they win on Friday night. Maybe they start pulling some games out. They pull it together. Um, their culture gets tested and they come out better off for it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Not one bit. And if you're a fan out there, and I'll end with this, and then we'll get to the Super Chats. If you're a fan out there who tonight is the night, you're like, yeah, okay, I gave it seven games. How high up in the lottery standings could we get? Uh, I'm not going to blame you one bit. Seven games. That's how I'm feeling tonight after that fucking loss. They earned it. Okay, let's get to the comments. Danny Gardner, what's going on, Danny? Happy to hear from you. This is by far Tibbs' worst coach game of the season. I thought you were going to say of, of his tenure as a Knicks coach. I wouldn't even blame you for that. Put Grimes in for five minutes, playing Randall in the fourth at all. Evan Fournier in the second half. Make it make sense. I wish I could. I mean, th- the way to make it make sense, and also this additional one from Danny Gardner, and thank you, Danny, for the for the generous comments or generous contributions and comments. Um, also, RJ has to touch the ball more with the starters. He basically went on a 6-0 run himself in the third and didn't touch the ball for five straight possessions. Can't happen. Look, I I know the run. I, I, I think I know the run you're talking about. Um, but if I recall correctly, he had. Yeah, because RJ had. Yeah, he had a nice little a nice little run there in the in the third quarter when it was it, it was when the Knicks went from 67 to 71 he then had two of the more atrocious turnovers you'll ever see. Like, I can't get fully on board the, like, RJ is the answer train when I'm staring at seven for 17. 
did he shoot a free throw tonight? Um, you know, and again, that's not all on him. That's part of the usage. That's part of how they're using him in this offense. Shot one free throw. Yeah, he got an and one. So good for him. Like, you want to tell me there's a world where RJ should be getting all kinds of possessions? Okay. It's a world where he is the he is surrounded by four shooters. Maybe then that works. Maybe then that works. And that's your path. But like, and you want to tell me that's the direction the team should go. They've invested in him and the whole thing. I mean, okay, I'm here for that. As far as as far as everything else that you said about the worst game Tibbs has coached this season. The the reason the way I could make it make sense is he thinks that everything regresses to the mean. And he thinks, well, the starters have been they were bad. And but they're still my best guys. And I believe that they're my best guys because I've watched the tape and I know what they could do and I know what the bench guys can't do. And I trust the process. And so I will trust the process until I I guess I don't have a job anymore. That's I think that is his philosophy. And there if you want to say that there's like a, a complete lack of feel in that approach, that's fair. That's completely fair. And I think we saw that bear out last year. Um, you know, the more frustrating part now, and it, it this definitely started last year, is you have, you know, in not only Emmanuel quickly, but also Quentin Grimes. And I'm gonna, I'll, I'll even give him a pass on Grimes because it was Grimes' first game back. Uh, he hasn't practiced with the team, full court practice probably that much, maybe one day of practice. I'll give him a pass there. I'm not going to kill him for like not playing Grimes more. I think that's just a temporary thing. But the quickly part of it, you know, he's just a better player than Evan Fournier at this point. And look, I know he played more minutes. I know he played more minutes than Fournier. Um, you know, and then there's the OB part of it. And that gets into, that's a lot of tibs for sure. But that's also the front office. That's also the front office. The fact that they did not move on from Randall and they extended him for the most money they could. And if he's here, he's going to play a certain amount of minutes. And you want to tell me, okay, there's still a lot of time. You could play them together. Well, you know, then don't invest $25 million a year at the center position. Excuse me, $28 million a year at the center position. I forgot about Jericho Sims. Um, a lot of people's fault. A lot of people's fault. But Tibbs absolutely should be number one on the list. I thought he took, coached the tarot game. Haitian Ferg, what's going on? This is on the front office. Uh, Haitian Ferg, always speaking my language. I, I'm going to... Let me read the rest of the comment, and then I have a thought. The zone defense will expose this roster. Randall and RJ are hit and miss. There was nothing Tibbs could have done tonight. No defensive intensity, no ball movement, and a lot of stagnant play. Well, hold on, because that is all on Tibbs. And again, I'm the one who defends the man. I defend them up and down. Every which way. If your team lacks defensive intensity, and they lack ball movement, and they lack stagnant play, or they are, they are producing stagnant play, and I agree with all of those things, that is a reflection on the coach. Because like, I am uh, where I always get uncomfortable with Tibbs is being like, oh, his the X's and O's are wrong, or like the substitutions are wrong. Because that's there's a certain amount of hindsight as twenty twenty involved in that stuff, and like he does have more information. I will always go back to that. He always has more information than we do, and so you never know for sure, right? You never know for sure. Although it sure did seem like a lot last year. Anyway, I digress. The lack of ball movement, the lack of defensive intensity, just like, again, being very stagnant. I'm using your words because they're the right words to use. Like, that's just, are you responding or not? 
And again, we're talking, it's the seventh game of the year. They've had, they had two days off. They had two days off and they're coming home into their own building. And we're talking about defensive intensity and, and like practicing what you preached in training camp as far as moving the ball. Come on. That's ridiculous. That being said, <laughs> the front office, I think they had a good summer. I'll say this. I think the front office had a good summer. I think Hardenstein was a good, like, good move. Brunson, good move. If you look back at what they did the summer before that, extending Randall, signing Evan Fournier to a four-year, $72 million contract. You want to call it three for three for 51 because, or whatever, three for 52 because of the, the last year's not guaranteed. That's fine. Um, still, Kemba Walker, how's the Derrick Rose extension aging? No one's in the well. You know, Alec, shit, Alec, Alec Burks might be the best signing you made that summer. That's saying something. Anthony Six, though, what's going on, Anthony? This one is concerning. Got to win these. Got to win these. They weren't close. They were going to lose by 20. Wasn't going to get on Tibbs until he subbed Grimes late as he did. Evil Tibbs put his signature on this loss. I, I just don't think he... He trusts Grimes as much as he, I, I like. There is zero part of me that is worried about Quentin Grimes getting minutes for this team. Quentin Grimes is going to get minutes. Um, it didn't happen tonight. W- would Quentin Grimes have made the difference tonight? I, I personally don't think so. Uh, this is from Tom, courtesy of Nick's videos, SNY Nick's. No matter what happens, we're not going to be perfect. We're going to make some mistakes. Just don't quit on a play. You can make a mistake and go back and get it back and go hustle and get it back. That's the mentality we want to have. The implication being. They quit on some plays tonight. Robert Cross was waiting for this. Is it fair and reasonable to say that the makeup of this team and the coach are a poor fit? If so, how long before a move is forced? Hashtag 53 wins. I have a feeling you're going to be out on the 53 wins pretty soon this year. Fine. Tom Thibodeau gets fired tonight. Johnny Bryant's your coach. Or whoever. I don't know who you want as coach. What's he doing? What's he doing? Is he is he bringing Randall off the bench? Um, I guess. Okay, fine. You want to bring four? I think I think Fournier is going to come off the bench before long. Anyway, I think Fournier. I think there will be a change to the starting lineup if this thing goes in the direction I think it's going to go. And I think that'll happen before Tibbs loses his job. Uh, so I don't think you're going to need to get Tibbs fired to do that. Um, I mean, you're starting power forward. The guy. Who, I mean, it, it obscene to say it now. The guy who was a second team All NBA player two years ago was four for twelve. You're gonna look up on my my favorite website, Cleaning the Glass. You're gonna look up tomorrow, and you're gonna see where his points per shot attempt, points per hundred shot attempts, ranks amongst big men in the league. And my guess is it's probably gonna be around the second or third percentile, like. Is Johnny Bryant? What is Johnny Bryant supposed to do about that? I mean, okay, you want to tell me bench Mitch, bench Mitch, start as a Hardenstein. Well, Mitch is your boy, Robert. So I don't know if you want to do that, but you got to get some spacing in the starting five. So okay, maybe maybe start Hardenstein, space the floor some more. Like these are very real structural issues, which is why. The path for this team was always going to be get back to being a top 10 defense, hopefully more like a top seven, top eight defense. And I still think they're capable of that, by the way. 
And then you, you, you sneak into the top 20 in offense, you know, 19, 18, something like that. It's just, you got to play really hard and you got to execute. And ideally you got to hit some shots sometimes. And they're just not into any of those things tonight. And they certainly haven't hit enough shots this year. You know, you're, you're paying guys a lot of money to hit shots. Got to start hitting them. Bill through Taj. Great, great name. The players all stunk tonight, but that shouldn't distract from the fact that major changes need to happen soon before this thing spirals, before this spirals, starting with Tibbs. Again, I, I'm, I'm not saying the man should keep his job for eternity. Uh, again, you, I, I said everything's on the table. I would just caution anybody who thinks a coaching change is going to make this team better. Um, because, <laughs> I, you know, I, I said it over the summer um, after the Brunson signing and like after they didn't end up with Mitchell. Someone, someone asked me on Twitter, like, how many rosters in the NBA would you trade the Knicks roster for? And that's in consideration of like present talent, future, like, you know, yes, the Knicks are probably better than Orlando this year, but like Orlando also has a number one pick in Paolo Boncaro and Franz Wagner and some other interesting young talents. And I really had to think about it. I'm like, I don't know. Are there, are there five rosters in the league that I would, or uh, sorry, the other way around. Are there like 25 rosters in the league I would trade the Knicks roster for? 24, 23, 26, 27. Like I, there's just, it's not, it's not as much a talent discrepancy or a talent deficiency. Excuse me. It's not as much a talent deficiency as it is the, in addition to a lack of top end talent. Again, it's a, it's a fit issue. It's a fish. It's a fit issue. And I don't know how Johnny Bryan or any other coach for that matter is supposed to change that that much. I mean, again, you could do, things to help. Um, you could switch it up. I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I have a feeling you may get your answer. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, quick break to tell you about WinBet, the official sports book of Nick's Film School. Ready to win money and boost your odds? 
WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on WinBet. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, the WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet 100, win 100. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. That's wynnbet.com to start winning. Download, bet, win. It's that simple. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kev? Well, that was fun. Man, was Julius atrocious. I I did not care for Julius's game. I'll just say that. Uh, is that the worst contract in the league? Speaking of contract, Tibbs might be terminated soon. Uh, oh, Chris, look at this. Chris Chris Persian and asked Tom Thibodeau postgame if anything specific went into the decision to bring in Rose as the team's first substitute over his usual choice of quickly. Um, he said, no, we wanted to get a look at it. Okay. Well, you got to look. Rose, man. Not not looking great right now. Uh, is Julius Randle the worst contract in the league? Uh, I think you could argue Ben Simmons is, is in the... Well, again, it's how do you grade this stuff? Like Russell Westbrook is a very bad contract, but it's one year. It's expiring. Ben Simmons has... What does Ben Simmons have? Three years left? Um, that's looking pretty bad. Uh, no, but here's the thing. Here's why I don't think Julius Randle's the worst contract in the league. I, I, I can't believe... <laughs> thank you, Andrew. Andrew just texted me. Uh, Cavs win in overtime. I know I have it on the television. I don't want to go down that road tonight. I don't, I don't have the strength. Um, if you sent Julius Randle to a team where he was going to be the sixth man and essentially play a glorified version or the exact version of the, of the role he played in New Orleans and he was a six man and he was playing 25 minutes a game off the bench where he was spending mo- all of those minutes either as the five or alongside a nominal stretch big didn't doesn't even need to be a real rim protector because again a lot of those minutes are coming against backups and he is like a more dynamic well not more dy- I was gonna say more dynamic version of Kevin Love Kevin Love could hit threes but like Basically, the the inside out version of Kevin Love, where he's doing everything at the rim, inside the paint, and you get, you know, you get that version of him that we saw in New Orleans, that we saw last year in LA, and he has the spacing around him. All right, you're paying him what? It, what's, what's he getting paid? Twenty, twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine million dollars a year? Is it an overpay? Yeah. Can that dude help you win games? Absolutely, absolutely. That dude can help you win games. But that's not the role he's ever going to inhabit here because they don't have anywhere near that type of roster. It's the problem. One of many problems. Uh, forgotten NYC. What's going on, man? Knicks committing $350 million to three non-All-Stars is bad. Um, I think each of those contracts need to be looked at individually. We just talked about Randall's. RJ, look, uh, it, it, he needs to defend better. He needs to make threes. If he does those two things and he attacks closeouts, it starts getting to the line more. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about that. 
Brunson, I think, is a good deal. And I think Brunson will continue to be looked at as a good deal. Brunson's so good. And if they didn't have Brunson, they would be... I am convinced if they didn't have Jalen Brunson, I'm convinced that they would be one and... How many games they played? Seven? I'm convinced that they would be one and six right now if they didn't have Jalen Brunson. Um, also, can't wait for Tibbs to be fired. Can't wait. Yeah, I mean... Look, people are going to be celebrating. It's going to happen at some point, And people are probably are going to be celebrating. And, you know, I'll be as curious as anyone to see what happens after he gets fired. Again, I think you can point to him as a, a part of the problem and probably the biggest problem tonight. One thousand percent. I would again, I would just caution against thinking that firing him is going to turn around the fortunes of this team. That would be. My, my caution. Chris Carter, what will it take to Rose, for Rose to fire this coach? Um, it's a good question. I don't think he'd do it. I don't think he'd do it after until, I don't know, 20 games or so. Um, I mean, if things get bad. I mean, Fizdale was fired after what? Um, 22 games? Uh, Julius was asked what the difference was between the Knicks in the first half and the second half. His answer, I got to look at the tape. You do that, man. Um, yeah, I mean, their schedule is brutal. Uh, I don't know if you're asking me, like, what would their record have to be? I, I don't know. Um, like, I don't think there's going to be like a mutiny or anything. I don't think you're going to, I, maybe you'll hear some, start to hear some whispers about guys not happy with the approach. I might have heard a little something recently, um, but like they have a five game, excuse me. Yeah, they have a five game swing starting uh, uh, November 15th at Utah, at Denver, at Golden State, at Phoenix, at Oklahoma City. And then they come home and they play Portland and Memphis. And that takes them to game 20. Um, They got a little bit of a break after the Brooklyn game next week. They play Detroit at home and Oklahoma City at home. We speculated about this, I think, on the last episode or one of the last episodes before the season started. Like, if he's six and fourteen, does he get fired? If he's five and fifteen, does he get fired? Like, I think in that range, you're you're looking at it. I think you're looking at it around there. Um, but again, they only get one. This front office is probably only going to get. You're, you're only guaranteed one one coach fire as a front office. You know, so when do they want to use it? <laughs> Robert Cross, what's going on? First time, long time, John. Second half follies aside, what is the point of not playing OB 25 plus minutes at this juncture? Hashtag 53 wins. I don't know. I think they should play in 25 minutes. Um, it's it's a functional change in how you play. They are still... They value Randall's ability to draw the attention of defenses. Um, and I think there is a question about with Jalen Brunson here. And if you want to give RJ the load he had over the second, you know, three and a half months of last season, do you necessarily need Randall to be doing that as much? Because injecting RJ into that, or excuse me, injecting Obi into that spot, it just changes how you play because then that's one less guy on the floor that is going to be able to detract or attract attention in the traditional way now he attracts attention in other ways and it would you know they would need to embrace that and I, I, as i said on the playback tonight i'm not sure they have the personnel i in fact i know they don't have the personnel to perfectly exploit top and skill set but 
you know, especially against opposing team starters, good opposing team starters. Um, but yeah, you should be playing more at this at this point. Like Randall's not getting any more tradable. <laughs> you know, uh, Randall's not getting any more tradable. You know, you gotta that 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 ship has sailed. Gee Hooper, then I tried, man. I really did. Fire tips, make trades. Yeah, look, a lot a lot of fire. There'll be a lot of fire tips tonight. Could be a lot of fire tips tonight. It's bad bad night for him. Matt Smith. Uh, this roster was constructed very poorly, which you already knew. And the coaching has not been nearly good enough to mask the deficiencies. I don't know where to go from here, but I'm very worried about RJ. I, I, I feel like I don't want to repeat myself. I feel like I, I talked about this a lot on opening night, and I don't really know what else to say other than I think you're... Your worry level about RJ is directly is directly related to your expectations for RJ, and um, my expectations were not were not very high, and so what I'm seeing is like okay, you know, he hasn't fallen flat on his face, you know, other than the the missed threes over the first whatever five games. Um, I don't even know what did he make from three tonight. Did he make? I felt like he made. Felt like he made a couple threes tonight. Uh, I'll look it up. So like, it was two of six from deep. Hey, right, you know, it's fine. It's not great. It's fine. Um, I I I just this. <laughs> I'll say it again. There's a reason that they were willing to ship this guy to Utah without a second thought. Without a second thought. Zero hesitation. Rob Delusma. What's up, fellas? Uh, awful, 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 awful. And I want a new head coach. Mad love to some to the Knicks fam. Yeah, anyone who wants a new head coach, totally fine. Who knows? Maybe Johnny Bryan, you know, lights a spark and they all, you know, it, it just starts working. I, I, you know, a parish dugger. Tibbs is horrible. Obi sat for 74 minutes between... Play playing, uh, so must be like seventy four minutes of like real, real game, real minutes, not like game minutes. Um, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to check that. That seems like a lot. Um, look, I will, I will just say this: for the first twenty uh, ish minutes of this game, the Knicks were defending the Hawks as well as you could defend that team. And that's why you have Tibbs, right? You have Tibbs to instill a defensive scheme, to make sure your team executes the scheme, to make sure the scheme fits the opponent, all of that stuff. They were doing all of that. And they were executing on defense. And they were somewhat executing on offense. Mostly they were making shots. Um, But they were certainly executing on defense. The defense was very good. And then they kind of stopped executing on defense. And they stopped putting in the extra effort on defense. And they let this one get away from them because they the onslaught started coming and they weren't mentally strong enough to to handle it. Now, theoretically, if you fire Tibbs, they'll still be instilled with all of those you know defensive qualities. But I don't know, will they be as good as that? Because that's their baseline. That's usually what keeps them in games. Didn't keep them in games tonight though. Um, so again, not not blaming anybody for for having that attitude tonight. Forgotten NYC. If things go south fairly quickly, is it clean house? I don't know what clean house would even look like other than firing the coach. Um, nobody wants Julius Randle. Nobody wants Evan Fournier. 
uh, I mean, you want you want to fire the front office? I mean, I I don't even know where you'd where you, yeah, that's not happening this year. So I don't know what other than the coach. I don't know where you're, I don't know where you, where you'd go with that. Um, Ian Epstein pissed off. No stars, no shooting. Zone in the third killed them. Why no Mitch at the end? So deflating. No wing defense. Um, I don't know if Mitchell Robinson at the end of the game was was getting you again. Like Mitchell Robinson is just it's another spot on the floor that defenses don't have to pay attention to. And he's great at offensive rebounding and he's obviously big, big time on the defensive end, but, and the Hawks definitely were getting their own offensive rebounds, which I think Mitch would have helped with because Hardenstein is not good on the defensive glass. It's his one major weakness. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he would have made a little bit of a difference, but the Hawks this year, they, they're, I, Cited it, I think, in the, today's newsletter. I'm pretty sure they've shot a greater percentage of long twos than any team in the league. That, those are the shots they want to shoot. They shot a lot of those shots tonight. The Johnny Murray shot a lot of those shots tonight. And they, guess what? They made them. You know, Mitch isn't stopping that. Um, and he's he's further cramping your your spacing. As far as no wing defense, well, that's Quentin Grimes. And they need Quentin Grimes. But the fact that this team... Quentin Grimes is not is like not the difference between you you falling apart and like maintaining some semblance of competence, or at least you shouldn't be. If he is, then you've... Then again, if it wasn't for crimes, maybe Donovan Mitchell would, would be here. Who knows? Uh, Manny Campos, what's going on? If this is the new Randall, I'm ready to see Obi. Yeah, good good, good thought there. Um, it's not great. CJ Cervantes, currently in Spain without the S. Amen to that. Uh, Matt Smith with another one. You are James Dolan, and the Knicks just lost their seventh straight to the Nets to go three and eight. What does your next 48 hours look like? I mean, (sighs) I'm probably the wrong person to ask that question to because I don't have as much faith in this front office as some other people do, despite the fact that I do think they had a nice summer in terms of Brunson and Hardenstein. Man, I don't know. I don't know what. If I, you know what I do, I'd sell the fucking team. That's what I do. I'd sell the team. I would put the team up for sale, and I would sell the team, and I would find a new racket. That's what I would do. There's your answer to that question. Um, Sam Garcia, Julius Randall is an embarrassment. Yeah, I I don't know. I he's. He's a guy that had one great season. And I think the expectations and the contract that came with that essentially may torpedo the rest of his career. Um, it's, it's unfortunate. And I'll go back to what, you know, I've said a few times the right organizational move was to trade him when he had that hot start. You just drafted Obi Toppin. He got off to a great start. He was an expiring contract. If a team wanted him to be an expiring contract, he had another year. If a team wanted to keep him on the deal, he was a great asset. Not a good asset, a great asset. You could have gotten something good for him. And start Obi Toppin start running the offense through RJ Barrett 
in his second season, the team in all likelihood would have been atrocious because they wouldn't have traded for Derrick Rose. And then that gets you to, I don't know where it gets you in the lottery. I mean, who, who knows? You know, maybe, maybe you don't get lucky. Maybe you end up with Jalen Suggs. Um, but man, Wagner, Barnes, Mobley, Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham. That was the move. That was the move. That was the move. Forgotten NYC. Continuing the negativity, can we safely say that we here year was a complete fluke? We have three other years of the same roster and no playoffs to show for it. It was a perfect storm, except uh, in all the right ways. I think the empty gyms, you know, it like I it, we cannot boil it down enough to, I think, two things. One, the effect that Randall's ability to just make shots, it had such a trickle-down effect on the rest of the roster and everything else flowed from there. And two, if there was ever a season where you were going to see the value of Tom Thibodeau, where every other team in the midst of a pandemic, guys' attention was elsewhere, probably a lack of focus, probably a lack of like game planning. Like Again, that was a very crazy time in, in the world, let alone the league. That's where Tom Thibodeau was going to shine because amidst madness and the sky falling everywhere else, he's going to have you ready to play. And they were ready to play. And then, you know, they got on a roll and they started to believe in themselves and they won nine games in a row late in the season. And that was like, that was their year right there. Uh, TK, Julius Randle. Thank you for the contribution, TK. Um, Julius Randle is a nightmare on the offense on the cone on defense. To KFS, I will individually make you guys millionaires. As long as Randle is here, that's how much hatred and needing to vent I have. Man, uh, thank you for for that sentiment, I again, I feel a little bad because I think he came in this year and he really was trying to do things the right way. And we saw some reversion in the last couple games. Oh, this is Hush. Hush. Uh, hi, Hush. Um, saw some reversion in the last couple games tonight. I mean, he had a couple possessions there that were just like. Just all the all the all the wrong things, all the wrong things, and the defensive effort was not what you wanted from him after that the early stint. Um, Tom Thibodeau said Mitchell Robinson is not hurt, and his eighteen minutes were coach's decision. That was basically it. We were searching. I don't blame him. Bad eyesight. Uh, people are going to be bummed out about this loss, but if I'm Tibbs, this is the perfect chance to make a change in the starting lineup. Make the change. Do I think inserting quickly or or Grimes for Fournier will help? Yeah, for sure. I think it'll help. Um, is that going to be the... like Again, I, I don't... like <laughs> Fournier's best quality is his shooting. Y- you're not going to convince me he's not the best shooter. I still think he's arguably the best shooter on the team. I know he won for six tonight. Won for six tonight. I get that. I... I I agree it's not worth leaving him in the starting lineup for because of just everything else. He just doesn't he's he, he, get him out of here. He doesn't belong on the team anymore. Is that gonna is putting in quickly or Grimes for Fournier gonna have Randall and RJ just be better offensive players, be more functional offensive players? I don't 
I don't know. It'll help on defense. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe he maybe he makes a change. Nothing would shock me. Uh, Ignacio Lobregat. Thank you for what seems like a very very generous contribution, although I don't know what the, the currency exchange rate is, but I will say thank you very much. Better coaching decisions would have saved the game in the third. Um, I don't know about that. They got down by 20. I'm not... And it's, again, let's just call a spade a spade for as much as we're all killing Tibbs. Rightly so. The bench didn't exactly come in and and play inspired ball when they got a chance. Uh, Questionable once again, why Obi was pulled for Randall when Obi was contributing well in the middle of the game. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Leave Obi in. There was a 6-0 run. Tibbs got... And, you know, Randall was probably coming in anyway. But, like, Obi had looked like the best player on the floor for his eight minutes. And then there was a little 6-0 run and the Atlanta starters were going to come back in and Tibbs goes with the safety net because that's what he does. That's what Tibbs does. And when the safety net has a hole in it, it doesn't work as well. And that's a problem. And that's your... It's a problem. I wish I had something else to say. Rowan Beckford Sr. Thank you, Rowan. I am at a loss. Continually, Tibbs continually takes out Obi when he's hot, um, especially when Randall is playing like doo-doo. Kills our and his momentum. Um, and where's Mitch? Uh, yeah. Um, again, the Mitch thing, I, I think the fact that you're seeing these minute totals from Mitch is in... And Mitch started out the game great. He was awesome on defense. The fact that you're seeing these minute totals from Mitch is indicative of the fact that Tom Thibodeau, you could hate the man, it's fine. He's not as dumb as he might seem. He knows this team needs an injection of life and spacing on the offensive end. I I don't... So I'm not going to get on him for that. The the OB Randall thing, again, he... He is... He's going to continue to go to Randall because he feels like that is the first domino that gets them into their offense and he's going to... continue to trust Randall to either make shots or make good decisions. It has not worked out. And there was a play, there was a play out of a timeout where it was a design play that ended up with Randall taking it above the break three. And it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? The man is shooting 16% at this point or whatever it is from three. And that's what you're going to come out of the, the timeout with. It was an open shot, and like I get it. If you know, is his philosophy: if you're open, shoot it. Like the shots are going to go down. Trust that the shots are going to go down. Well, you know, at some point you got to like look at that. It's it's incredibly frustrating. It's incredibly frustrating. Frank Miranda, what's going on, Frank? Hey, Mac, it's your boy Frank from Patreon. Of course it is. I tried telling you this is a 36-win roster. You're looking awfully wise there, Frank. You're looking awfully wise. I think you might be a little high though. The players will eventually check out on the ninth graders for Spida. This front office is a joke. I think actually, it's, you know, funny enough, thank you for the contribution, Frank. I really do appreciate it. Um, the Again, it's not about the ninth graders for Spida. It's that they want to save the ninth graders to get a, a maybe a, another star. The the Tonight's game, to me, if anything, was maybe an indication that they, you know, it's a reminder of how far away they are and would ha- would going in would have would going all in for 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 Donovan Mitchell have been wise. 
Um, I don't know. I mean, does, if they have Donovan Mitchell in place of RJ Barrett, Quentin Grimes, and some draft picks, do they win this game tonight? Maybe. Maybe. They definitely beat Cleveland. I know that. <laughs> uh, they definitely would have beat Cleveland. And uh, yeah, you know, then they probably beat Memphis too. So you know what? Who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Um, but I mean, I just hope that they, if this thing goes again, the way it looks like it might be going and they do end up with a, a really good pick in this draft. I don't want this front office making that pick. Not even a little bit. Don't trust them. TK. I think this is a hush again. I have no comments on Fournier. Man, it was a bad signing. He was defensively wise and um, uh, probably, I think he'd be probably defensively like bad. And, and Wally's comments was just, wow, just in awe how bad our starters look. Uh, yeah, they they played like shit. Good, good job by Wally calling it out. Uh, Cameron Levy. I don't blame Tibbs for being an awful coach. We know what the fuck Tibbs is at this point, but the front office is worse for allowing this to continue. Definition of insanity. I said it over the summer. If you want to blame, if you're if you're out on Tibbs and you think Tibbs is horrible and the whole thing, uh, and you you think his decisions to continue going with Randall and all of this, you know, relying on the veterans and the, all of the stuff. You have to blame the front office. You have to blame the front office. And it showed you exactly where their priorities were and where their priorities remain. And it is what it is. Thanks, Cameron. Uh, next up, SB Gorilla. So we didn't get down with Mitchell. We didn't even try to get DeJounte Murray. Damn, man. This burns. They should have just left the bench in. Better luck next game. Yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't have brought the starters back in. Would not have brought the starters back in. TK, uh, hush with another one. Lastly, bringing in a legit point guard. I still see Randall holding the ball for 20 seconds, doing stupid crossovers. Like, seriously? I don't know, J-Back. Talk me off the ledge. T- tonight, it's not the... You're, you're tuning into the wrong place for... Uh, the, my, my talk you off the ledge thing after this game? It's not like, oh, the Tibbs is going to get fired and Johnny Bryant's going to come in and fix everything. Nope. It's not, oh, they'll trade Randall at some point and like hand give the keys open. Nope, because I don't know who wants them. Uh, it's they may stumble themselves into um, a very good lottery position. That's the best I could do with talking anybody off the ledge tonight. And again, it's seven games. It's seven games. It's less than 10% of the season. And I'm already like, huh. Utah got off to a nice start this year. San Antonio got off to a nice start this year. Oklahoma City's won some games. They they probably shouldn't have won. Um, Interesting. You know, the Lakers are going to eventually win because they don't own their own draft pick. The Nets, as much of a dumpster fire as they are, they're going to eventually start to win some games because they don't own their own draft pick. Like, you look around the league, and people were like, people thought that the tank for Wimbignano was going to start from day, day one. Hasn't happened. Hasn't happened. Uh, there's an opportunity there. Potentially. They may not even have to try for it. <laughs> uh, Wombler. What's going on, Wombler? Thanks for the contribution. We beat ourselves. That sucked to watch. Yeah, they did beat themselves. 
especially in the second quarter. They had this game. They were in control of this game. And they just pissed it away. And then they continued pissing it away in the third quarter. And then, you know, the avalanche was on. Um, He didn't lose it, but I can't watch Cam play anymore, even if a few of his shots fall. Love watching you guys. Thanks, Wombler. Appreciate it. Uh, Yeah, I... What did Cam, I mean, Cam had a. I think he had a nice finish, if I recall correctly. Uh, that looked good. He was two of five, made a three. Okay, nice, great. Like you want to talk about a guy who might um, age your tanking efforts? Give Cam Reddish thirty minutes a game and let him let let that dude have carte blanche. There's your. There's your there's your tank. Like it's not playing quickly and topping because that's gonna make you that's gonna make you pretty good. It's playing playing Cam Reddish a ton of minutes and giving him like the keys to the offense. There's your there's your Wimbignana move right there. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.